Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Well, good morning, Schmoville. This is Meet the Movie Press. I'm Mark Riley, editor-in-chief of Schmoesno.com. Jeff Snyder, film reporter, The Wrap. Dot com? Wherever. Wherever. <laughs> How you doing, man? Dot net, dot org, whatever <laughs> you want, buddy. I'm good. Uh, you know, uh, I'm exhausted. It was, yeah. uh, it was a long day yesterday with the Oscar nominations. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Big... I'm still standing. Or yeah, sitting, are. in this case. Yeah, sitting, standing, uh, ruminating on these... Uh, Oscar noms, And man. drinking the gingerest of ales. Ooh, ginger ale. I like it. <laughs> I'm drinking the gingerest of... Co- no, that doesn't work. Coffee. Coffee for me, always in the morning. Uh, so, t- this is a great show. I'm, uh, I just want to let you know, guys, I am on the live chat. Uh, my computer is uh, taking a fart here on the desk. I don't know what's going on with it. So, once it kind of figures it out, I'll, I'll get to uh, some chat. Yeah, there'll here. be some engagement, some back and forth. We'll the, keep it lively. There will be, um, but I know you're out there. And thank you for joining us every Friday on Meet the Movie Press. And we got a great show. Uh, I'm very excited uh, with our guest that's coming in. Yep. He, he's a big guy. He's, know, a, he's a big one. I know, another one that I arranged, we're going to have my, yep. uh, my old coworker, uh, Mark Grazer from Variety. There you go. Is, uh, he took a, a time out of his very busy schedule, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, lots lots of news to discuss this week. You know, people, the agents came back uh, from the holidays and they were ready to make some deals. Let me tell you, I know, and and man, so many things broke this week, not uh, including the Oscar noms, which is a very hot topic because there was a lot of uh, a lot of people said there's a lot of snubs. I tend to agree. There was a lot of disappointments for me personally. And some pleasant surprises as well. Let's give the Academy some credit. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about it absolute, absolutely. Everything's absolute. Everything is absolute here on Meet the Movie Press. So should we just get right to it? Yeah, yeah. Let's bring him out here, guys. uh, Very pleased to have Mark Grazer, senior editor at Variety. Yes. We got some... uh, Hand applause for you, Mark. You can't hear it. But keep that rolling, JT, so you can hear it. We, we want him to go. feel the love here. Yeah. That's from the live studio audience that is standing behind the studio. Uh, they're not actually We've got a little delay here, so it's like I'm watching the show and Mark is not on the on oh, he's YouTube not on yet? page yet. Okay, <laughs> it's good. kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but he is here. Mark, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Doing good. Well. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. It's, uh, I've been a big fan of yours. I've been a big fan of Variety. For so long, uh, that's you've done some really good scoops too that we're going to get into. Absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna take a deep dive on on Mark's big uh, Robert Downey Jr. Captain America. Yeah, guys, um, scoop. This is the guy. So when uh, Robert Downey Jr. was announced, he was going to be in Civil War, and a lot of people went, "No, he's only doing Avengers one and two or next or the the." Uh, Avengers, whatever there was going to be, Age right. of Ultron, and then the third one, and then all of a sudden, Mark comes around and says, "No, no, no, he's going to be in Civil right. War." And there's a very interesting backstory, and Mark's going to tell us whatever he can about it. Yes, um, but Mark, yes. how, so how long have you been, um, you know, at, at Variety? Well, it's been a long time. Um, so I started in '98 as an intern. Um, that lasted. It was a short time. Um, it was my way into the publication. Um, they needed a technology reporter, and um, I was like, well, I can do that. I know websites and, you know, what's going on yeah. back then. And all of a sudden the dot-com dot boom happened, and it was a perfect position for me. So 
Um, so I was there for six years. I went to advertising age for three, still covered entertainment, the whole branded entertainment space, and then went back to variety. And uh, it's nice because I can cover you know a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, not, that's, the branding is interesting to me because it's so. I mean, Jeff and I were talking a little bit about it. I mean, it's so important in this landscape now. And then, but to also get that scoop with Robert Downey Jr. I mean, it sounds like you got your hand in everything. Yeah, and it's basically I cover all the fun stuff. Yeah, um, you know anything that gets plugged in. Basically, <laughs> right. all, the, all the comic book companies, the video game companies. You were just at CES, right? It was at CES for a week. Yeah, um, yeah, so much going on there too. Yeah, what, what was like? Fun. What was like the coolest thing you saw down well, there? Well, the thing with this year at CES was it was basically the same stuff you you saw last year. It just works now, <laughs> uh, you know. And you know the smartphones, the flat TVs. The, you know, it's. It's going to be an interesting world for us in the next several years, especially in how we get entertainment in front of us. And we're going to be spending a, we're going to be spending a lot more time at home watching these giant screens. Interesting. That are beautiful. Wow, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like my couch. I, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm pretty I, lazy. I need. To, yeah, I want to be more lazy and watch more TV on big TVs. Um, so that's really cool. So where? Um, so you. What have you been doing now? I mean, I know you did the Robert Downey Jr. scoop, which I want to talk about, but what what's your bread and butter, would you say, at Variety? Is it entertainment, movies, comics, you know, the branding? It's, yeah, it's pretty much everything. So on the, on the studio side, I have Disney um, and everything they own, and they keep buying more companies. So, you know, there was a day where a studio was laying off, you know, a lot of people, and I, I go to my colleague, and I'm like, my studio bought Star Wars today. So <laughs> it's just one of those situations where you just don't know what's going to happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm, they're all doing so much stuff right now. Oh, God. I, Disney. I was just reading. I'm reading the Star Wars book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. And I just at the end of the book where they just purchased uh, Lucasfilm and to hear all about uh, the, the behind the scenes stuff. Did you guys. I just. I know I'm going to deviate a little bit, but do you guys. I, I was reading that, and it was so secretive, and you just made me think of this. It was so secretive that Disney was going to buy Lucasfilm, and all the Lucasfilm employees were like, oh, something's up. Something big is going to happen. Did you Were you around for that? Were you, were you ready was, for that? Yeah. Did you know that was coming? Or? Nobody knew it was coming. Okay. And um, I recently uh, was talking to Bob Iger about it, and he was on a panel, too, um, mm-hmm. for something, and he was saying only a few people knew about it. Yeah. And, for him, loyalty is such a big deal at the company, and for that never to have gotten out mm-hmm. was such a big deal for him. Wow. Yeah, these days it's hard to keep a secret. Um, yeah, it, it really is. So let's, let, let's just get into the Robert Downey Jr. thing. So, I, I, mean, I do. From, I want to know. From, from what I understand, now, obviously I'm uh, at a rival publication and not privy to, to your process, but it, it, I understand it took like a month that you were, that you've been, that you were on this news and you sort of uh, held off for the bigger story, so to speak. It was a couple of weeks. And so the first story, first tip okay. I got was that um, Downey was being written out of the script completely. Um, out of the Civil know, War script? Yeah. Okay. So he was always going to be part of it, but mm-hmm. um, he was asking too much money. And um, suddenly the head of Marvel was like, and this isn't Kevin. Um, this is Ike? Uh, this is Ike. Okay. Um, suddenly got very angry and ordered the screenwriters to just write him out of the script completely. And so wow. like, we're done. He's not going to be in it. Okay. Which then was going to cause problems because Kevin Feige has this big seven-year plan and um, he needs Iron Man to be in the movie yeah. to you know set it off. So there would have been reverberations throughout the MCU. We would yeah, have absolutely. It. I mean, the entire mm, plan for all the movies coming out after that, and we're talking every movie, not just... 
Captain America or the Avengers. It's everything leading up to the next. You know, we're talking seven years of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's so much news out there happening. I mean, I'm reading spoilers left and right. I'm not going to get into them unless you guys want to. Do you? No. <laughs> but that's interesting from the business perspective to see that Feige was like, no, 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 we need him to set us off into the seven years is yeah. what you're saying. And here's so, why. Here's and, why. Um, from a creative standpoint, yeah, it sounds absolutely. like. From creatively. So this is how the business can actually affect the creative. So you got to back a Brinks truck up to get Downey Jr. and to, to see your vision, basically. And it wasn't it wasn't all about the money. It was about the role, too, and the mm-hmm. size of the role. Oh, that's what I heard. Um, yeah, he, Downey Jr. really wanted to be a part of it, right? He I basically mean, is, instrumental in the story. Yeah, absolutely. He loves the Iron Man character. He loves yeah. Tony Stark. He, feels, he loves the fans, too. Yeah. He, and that's what I keep hearing from his camp, too, is like, no, this is my role, and I right. I love being in it, and I don't want to see somebody else come in and take it over. Um, Especially so, not a thirteen year old. And you can you can feel that passion and commitment in the performance. I think too. Yeah, absolutely, it's the best. So he wanted the role to be bigger, um, and now it is. So, so, so at the, the end fans. of the day, they pulled it off, and now you're going to have this really amazing. It's basically Avengers two point. You know, two and a half. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, so so we get Avengers, Age of Ultron. Then we're going to get Civil War, which is going to be like more Avengers. And I hear Black Widow is going to be in it and all this kind of stuff. Then you're going into Black Panther and all the others. Well, you guys know. I don't know what to say. In, in in terms of the timing, like how did you know when to post that story, when the time was right, you know, et cetera? And that's the thing with what we do now. It's, you know, you hear that tip. It's obviously a huge story. He's going to be written out of the script. No, no. Iron Man in this movie. Mm-hmm. We got to post this now. Um, I had written it up already. We were ready to go. I had a headline and everything. And then I was like, something seems weird. Like, if there is this big plan, they're going to try to get him into the movie. Yeah. Like, um, you don't just say goodbye and then right. suddenly have a new script written and then everything's changed. And Ike's kind of that kind of guy, though, who makes those rash, like, write him out. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't want so, to make the deal, get rid of him. But he's the money, too. So it's sure. Like, well, um, so I wanted to talk to some more people. And, okay. you know, there was there was the fear that it would get out to mm-hmm. another person and they would run the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm Someone glad like I waited. Someone like me, waiting in the weeds. <laughs> Someone like you. Yeah. <laughs> Their night vision. Um, so so you, you held off, and, and obviously... I didn't sleep for a whole weekend. <laughs> you know, I'm checking every site every day, Twitter feeds, like, just panicking. And I was like, please, don't get out there. Um, so I'm glad I waited, because then, because I had the patience, they came back to me and said, no, here's the real story. We actually did the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pulled it off, and here's what it's going to be. So okay. w- did you get confirmation from Marvel and they said, okay, run it? Or is it kind of like you got a confirmation from a really good source and then you're like, okay, I can run this now? And that's how it works with Marvel. Marvel's super secretive. So yeah. DC. Um, they will work with you if you come to them with information. But you can't just say, hey, look, give me something. Or, yeah. Right. You, know, you, you can't go on a fishing expedition with Marvel because they can smell it. Um, but, yeah, in my experience, Marvel has been pretty fair. They want to work with you because they know that every little detail is going to be picked apart by their fan base. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's nothing – they want the accurate information out there too. Right. So we, would you say that Marvel is more comfortable talking to the trades, like the rap variety? I mean they're not talking to me. It's not, I, I, Listen, I'll put it this way. I've never – I don't think I've ever spoken to a Marvel employee other than when maybe I asked Kevin uh, a question mm-hmm. <laughs> about Peter Solid and uh, Runaways at the, uh, you oh, know, the Marvel yeah. experience thing. Yeah. Um, I, I do not have Marvel sources. I'll be very frank about that. Um, I get my information elsewhere. So 
I don't I don't know so much that I'm talking to Marvel, but interacting with people around them. Um, and, and yeah, they've been very fair with me. Yeah. And In a way that DC is almost like more tight-lipped. Yeah. Yeah. You? Well, I mean, they're kind of like that with me too. I mean, at the end of the day, no one has to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm always surprised that producers talk to us anyway. Like mm-hmm. studios don't have to say anything. They don't owe you movies. an answer. They're spending $100 million on a movie. There's a lot riding on these projects. Yeah. They don't have to tell us anything. So sure. we come along and we ruin their day by saying, <laughs> oh, this person's in it. We just, you know, are ruining the surprise of the film with a casting or with a plot point. And, I mean, that's the downside of what we do. But but here's the thing about that. So, like, how many things do we get told, well, that's totally secret, and then it's in the trailers? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, and and I mean they're giving away as many secrets as we are in some of these marketing materials true, and stuff. True. And and why why is let's say Robert Downey Jr. reprising his role as Iron Man in Civil War? Why is that a big secret? I mean that's going to be you that's know a selling point. That's the selling saying. point. That's going to make the fans you know froth at the mouth. And they're well, gonna... it was a secret at that time because it was sure. no deal. Exactly, I right. get that, but like. When they're ready and they sign the deal, I mean, they're not going to be mad that you're putting it out there. My favorite case in covering Marvel is um, when Iron Man 2 was about to happen, um, they wouldn't confirm that Jon Favreau was directing the movie. And yet Uh he was in New Mexico building sets and talking about being on set and making the movie. And I'm like, well, (laughs) can you finally confirm that he's doing it? Yeah, yeah. So so that happened. They've gotten better about that. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think that... They have a really good press team. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure that they have internal publicists as well, but they use uh, Paul Flug and his company for corporate communications. So, you know, as long as you have a good relationship with, with those guys, I think that they will treat you fairly. Yeah. They always want to do the Jedi mind trick, though. It's like, you know, there is no story here. It's like, well, <laughs> but I'm watching it. Sure. Right well, now, you know what? But... <laughs> Warner Brothers and DC definitely do the same thing, yeah, too. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's a good segue because we were talking a little bit about it, and I want to, it's going to stay on the Marvel topic. Sure. Sure. And it is a hopeful news break. Hopeful news break. Hopeful news break. There it is. <laughs> Guys, it's back. Thank you so much. Every Wednesday on Meet the Movie Press on the Popcorn Talk Network. That's that's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, we do a hopeful news break. You guys, you can drop in your wish, so to speak, and uh, we will discuss it because I actually brought something up that one of you fine folks dropped in, and Mark had something to say about it that was very interesting to me. So um, I'm going to butcher your name, Fasai Shahid. I'm I'm hoping that's what it is, and it's I want Spidey to be in the MCU, and he wants Dylan O'Brien from the Maze Runner and Teen Wolf fame to be playing Peter Parker. Now, let me give you some backup here. Yesterday, Latino Review kind of dropped a big rumor, or was it a couple days ago, that Spider-Man, the deal is set. He's going to be in Infinity War Part 1. I also hear there's going to be, spoiler alert, by the way, if you guys haven't heard, that there's going to be a whole new team of Avengers in the first one, and then the second one will kind of reunite a lot of them, but Spidey is in it, and they're going to cast a new actor. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Latino Review does have a pretty good track record, but... Mark, I want you to tell me what tell the audience what you were what we were talking about a little bit. Well, I mean, there's obviously the rights issue. Yes, you know the the Avia Rod controls Spider Man over at Sony. Yeah. Um, in order for him to agree to allow Spider Man to be in the the Disney movies, it mm-hmm. would take a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing he's got really right now. So. Yeah. 
I mean, Disney right now controls the merchandise rights for okay. all the Spider-Man movies. They oh, okay. uh, they bought it from Sony right. a couple so, years so ago. They're still making all the money from so the toys yeah. and the backpacks. And yeah. that's where you make most of your money anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they would love Sony uh, Spider-Man to be in one of their movies, and it would just, you know, boost sales. But they don't need it. So They, they don't no. need it, but on the other hand, it's like, here we are. Uh, they're going to have the two biggest movies of the year between Star Wars and Avengers. Yeah. Um, why not spend some of that profit on... Spider-Man. Getting Spidey back. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's the fans. I mean, because Spider-Man, Christian Harloff on the main show last night said something that I totally agree with in that it seems like Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe, not the movies, but just in the Marvel brand, he's the Batman of DC. Like, mm-hmm. meaning Batman's the most popular mm-hmm. in DC. Spider-Man is more is the most popular in Marvel. I, I, I think it's shifting a bit because of the, the MCU, but if you put Spider-Man in the Avengers, I'm a geek. Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character. I would flip out to see Marvel have huge. their hands on it. It'd be huge. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. and and It's all about a business. It's the business decisions and the business deals. It's not about the creative. Kevin Feige would love Spider-Man to be in the movies. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, making that work is going to cost so much money. It's going to be really tough. And so have you have you guys checked into this this rumor that that's going yeah. out there and yesterday you know i reached out to marvel too and they were wondering why it popped up again they had no clue why it suddenly are you telling me they don't read the latino review every day well, they read everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> only well and partly because we end up calling them about it too. Right. So. yeah well that's interesting so when latino review drops a scoop um and and maybe less or so like when Shmo's No drops a scoop or even Collider or Slash Film these these geek blogs as I call them no disrespect because I run one um, do you guys go oh and check into it yes okay. yes I read like every everything time. read everything pr- you pr- have to. pretty much yeah um, I only look into the ones on those sort of reputable sites if it's yeah. Uh, you know, there, there superhero some, hype. There are some yes sites like that, comic book sites where it's like I'm not going to put you know take time out of my day or put a lot of energy into looking into stuff. But, I, I agree. Yeah, when Latino Review or Collider, whoever it may be, like that yeah. drop something, you guys, I, you have to. Yeah, can't afford not to. And that's interesting, Mark, to hear that Marvel's like, hey, why is this rumor back? I mean, so it does seem. Just by you saying that, I said last night that there's where there's smoke, there's fire, mm-hmm. and and I'm I keep hearing this and it keeps popping up. But is this like a forced fan thing? Is this like, I, and I'm not going to throw Latino review and and say bad things about them, but are they throwing this out there just to get some attention? I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate I, because I I'm friends with my NBA and that team is awesome. But I, I want to know. I know how seriously my NBA takes these absolutely. things. And I don't think that he would throw something out there just for attention. Yeah. I think that and he guess, probably has a source. Yeah. Um, or two, or multiple sources, you know? Listen, Marvel has, with the Sony emails that leaked, it's, it, it was clear so, uh, Sony was talking. lying. Yeah, they, 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 they were talking. definitely talking about it. And Sony lied to trade journalists as far as I'm concerned. Okay. You? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going... I would not be surprised if Marvel has, you know, screenwriters working on scripts with Spider-Man in them just mm-hmm. to have it ready. There you go. So that when the deal is in place, they can go ahead and do it. Okay, now I'm going to loop around again to Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. There, there was no announcement. There was very secretive stuff going on because there wasn't a deal. Same thing here. Maybe there's talk. I mean, I do think now... I mean, I'm going back and forth. Devil's Advocate. There's sources that... Me and Bay and a Latino reviewer talking to. So there might not be a deal, but it seems like there's talk, right? 
you're not going to see one of those giant press events like we saw where they announced 20 movies and no. suddenly have Spider-Man coming out on stage. Right. That's not happening anytime soon. I, I I think that they're talking. That's my hunch. Yeah. If I was Sony, I would rebuild the character and the property over at Marvel. And then once yes. there's an, you know goodwill again for Spider-Man, then bring him in and do a standalone or whatever. I totally agree and with I that. And I do too. think that personally, I, I, you know, I think that we've seen the last of Andrew Garfield. Yeah, guys, I, I there's a lot of hopeful news uh, here that, that that I do want to get to, but a, a lot of them is they want to hear that if Spidey goes over, uh, they want Andrew Garfield uh, to to be. Spider-Man. I think Andrew Garfield's really good as Spider Man. Do you like him? I like him, but I like this Dylan O'Brien idea too. Okay, to That's me great. they're all well. I mean, Dylan O'Brien, Logan Lerman, whoever. It seems like they're very much in the Tobey Maguire mold. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see a, a radical new take on Spider Man. Uh, do you, are you guys familiar with the ultimate line in the comics, Miles Morales? Whoever, be, yeah, uh, that would be cool. That um, would be really cool dude, to, to see. Uh, to me, Dev Patel would be cool. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, guys, you, you kind of heard it from the experts. Maybe no deal yet. Uh, I like your idea, Jeff. So, no, no, like, Infinity War Part 1 for Spidey. Just yeah. get him in I, his own movie to establish the character first. I, and then No, not him. even necessarily. I, I'd, I'd be fine with Spider-Man in an ensemble movie over at Marvel. I think that is how you build it up. I don't think that Sony would give the standalone rights to Marvel. Right. Actually, I think they the would say licensed character. What? The other thing to consider, too, is Disney doesn't have financial partners on their movies. They don't like to share on anything. Right. So That's a good point. Why would they suddenly start doing this with Sony? What does that financial deal look like? Ugh, it's, it's so messy. But um, but having the conversation, why not? Why not but do it? If why the, not if, try If they can make Spider-Man cool again, they're also, like you said, they have the merchandising rights. Yeah. Like that. We're talking about a studio that is trying to merge Men in Black with uh, the <laughs> 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is batshit insane, and I want to see it. I don't know why. I just want to see it. I want to see if it flounders, if it's a spectacular mess, if it's a spectacular success. It just is ridiculous. And I was talking to some of my colleagues about it. We were like, what the hell? Sure. Why not? Um, And just to finish out the the hopeful news break here, because I want to try to read more, but you guys threw in a lot. Amy Blood. What a great name. Amy Blood. Um, just to kind of go off of this point, how mm-hmm. difficult it is to bring Spider-Man from another studio. Amy asked, do you think with the expanding comic book universe we'll ever get a DC Marvel crossover movie as is, as in Justice League versus the Avengers? Hell no. Never. 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 I, Amy, that that is fan service at its best. I want that. Absolutely, I would love to see that. Basically, it's like who 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 wins? Who wins yeah, who in that would, movie? Who's left standing? Because that the other studio is going to be like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> and that's a good point, Jeff. Uh, Amy, you would have Warner Brothers, and you would have uh, Marvel and or Sony if Spider Man were ever to be in there, fighting for who would win at the end because right. it's their property and they want their team to come out on top, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I think so. I, yeah, I think that is... Um, and the budget would be like $600 million. Yeah. yeah, so... That's where things are heading. Yeah. Um, let's talk about yesterday's news. Yeah, so yesterday, guys... Suicide Squad. Uh, Jeff, that was a great scoop. Uh, very excited. Guys, if you don't know, okay, Tom Hardy drops out of Suicide Squad. Yep. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about a rumor I heard last night on the main show that I didn't hear. Okay. Now, I totally believe that Tom Hardy dropped out because of The Revenant and its scheduling issues. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any truth... To this rumor I heard that he didn't like Will Smith and wanted out, or is it 
Just scheduling. I have no idea if Tom Hardy likes Will Smith, and yeah. I suspect that any blogger or whoever re- is reporting that doesn't know either. Yeah, I, I didn't report that. I, I, that. I wrote the article. I covered the news. I covered yours. I mean, and what I said in my article was I was bummed Tom Hardy left, but if Jake Gyllenhaal jumps in, it cancels it out. And it's still awesome. Yeah. So where did Jeff start there? Where did you... Because it, it seemed like what I said again was like Hollywood Reporter gets the exclusive that he's leaving. And then like five minutes later, at least in my Twitter feed, you yeah. were there with Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. No, I was... Uh, I This all happened within 10 minutes. I yeah. got the tip that Hardy was out and that okay. that's what I should look into. I called Warner Brothers. I called Tom's reps. Uh, I couldn't get through to them. That's because I think Boris had gotten... Uh, the same information, and I think he was on the other line. Yeah. So he just beat me out with the Tom Hardy of it all. Okay. And then once the Tom Hardy of it all was like, ah, I was like, ah, crap. Uh, and I made one more call mm-hmm. uh, or two more calls, and was just like, has has anybody heard of the replacement? And the name Gyllenhaal started coming back at me, mm-hmm. and it made sense with Dave, you know he's worked with David Ayer on End of Watch. Yep. He's actually completely available. Mm-hmm. He, had, he has like three or four movies that he, in the can, okay. but there's nothing like in development other than the man who made it snow with Fuqua, and I think that that is going to need some time because Fuqua is doing post on Jake's other movie Southpaw. Right. So yeah, I mean you know I had two sources saying Jake Gyllenhaal probably going to replace Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's doing Constellations until mid March, which is a play on Broadway. Right. Uh, Suicide Squad's supposed to start in April, but uh, I think Jake knows that he's got a certain moment right now. Yeah. He's also one of the the, the only sort of major. Uh, actors who does not have a superhero franchise yet. Yeah, he was close at one point, right? I, I mean, with the sense. Spider-Man, it makes sense. But... It, yeah, I, and I think that he'll be. I think he'll be really cool in it. Also, yeah. when you look at the casting photo of that entire group that mm-hmm. they've cast so far, doesn't Tom Hardy and Jai Courtney look the same? Like they look the same. Yes, so... they, they're this. Yeah, they're the same kind of build and especially and with look a beard and, with a facial hair it's yeah. like I can't tell them apart the, yeah, the, the only difference is in my opinion is Tom Hardy is a far superior actor yeah, and, yeah. you know I'm, I'm not a big fan of Jai Courtney but maybe he'll prove me wrong I'm hoping I'm hoping but um, so and so Mark when when I want some information when he drops that exclusive do you go immediately and cover it do you call him and say good one? Do you tweet him? Like, what's what's variety? I mean, I we have another reporter, Justin. Um, yeah, Justin's or been on the show. McNary, um, yeah. you know, they'll one of them wrote the story. McNary um, did the story yesterday, but McNary has the Warner Brothers beat. Yeah, mm, yeah. Okay. So we we split the studios up. Okay. Um. So I didn't do that, and there was Oscar stuff, but yeah, I had to do. But um, no, I am happy with giving other people credit for stories in this in our stories. Yeah, I and the trades didn't fair. used to. We we didn't no, used to. We didn't. Yeah, um, there yeah. was a rule. You didn't do it for whatever reason. Right. Um, same thing with like reps and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, no, when a, when somebody breaks a great story, um, that's great. Like, and you deserve credit. Yeah, and I like it when you do get uh, mentioned, Jeff. You always are thanking them on Twitter. Or, sure. No, you know, I, I appreciate it when when Variety tips its hat because I remember those days when they didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be one trade out there that doesn't really. You know what? Give the, I, they actually all do now. Yeah, do they? Um, I mean, Hollywood Reporter has recently started because. Uh, okay. Um, they didn't before, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would credit them. And, and Deadline th- throws us a bone occasionally. I mean, they probably do it, you know, with their teeth. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, just yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, they they have done it, and I appreciate it. And I and I try to credit um, Mike for all of his scoops, and Mike and Chan, of course. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. So is this kind of a new thing that started to really come out in the past couple months, or is it the past year? I just don't know. Listen, obviously, I've had very public battles with other people with the trades. I don't know if it's a good look for for us. Uh, you know, yeah. may, maybe 
we're all trying to make peace and and just make the the, the trade industry reporting thing look better. Yeah, I don't know because in the movie press we can all love and be loving to each other. We well, just love movies. I mean, that's that's really at the end of the day. Right. We're all movie geeks. Yeah. We wouldn't be doing this otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So why can't we all get along? That's, right. That, but that was a great, great exclusive. Yeah, I, great I, scoop. I would I, like to see. I, I hope it happens. I uh, hope it happens, too. And love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he'd really fit in there. And I, and I just don't know what else he'd be holding out for Yeah, at and, this point. And it doesn't seem like he's like the Joaquin Phoenix type where he's uh, afraid to maybe take a, a, a big Listen, franchise. He, he, he got press. hurt one time on Prince of Persia. Yeah. I think that was obviously a bad idea. I think Suicide Squad is the maybe the coolest comic book movie in development right now. Yes. The one that I'm looking forward to most. And, yes. and you have the chance to be the leader yeah. of the Suicide Squad, as far as I understand Rick Flagg. So. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. And, and God, thousands of possibilities for the DCU. You know, he can show up all over the place and, yeah. and maybe in uh, Justice League down the line. So Yeah, and Warner Brothers likes Jake. I, I think that they'll make it get, – get it done. I think it – you know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's steer away from a little bit of the uh, comic book news and let's talk about this one big story that I love. And that's that ensemble piece of pulling in every A-list actor in the book. Uh, and uh, uh, Jeff, help me out here. What's that damn story? It's the Big Short. Oh, the Big Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I I couldn't place the name, but man, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, and Brad Pitt. And that was Justin, right? Yeah, in a movie about the credit crisis. <laughs> right. Because nothing it's, it's, says good time at the theater. So a lot of van chases. So this, right? will, this will make thirty million dollars. Um, <laughs> well, it's interesting. So it's Adam McKay. That, that that's an. I mean, I, I remember reading about him. Gonna, he was going to tackle this, and I was like, "Huh, Adam McKay doing this?" And now with these three actors coming in, like, okay, so four we, now, four. We've oh, got we've got Pitt, Gosling, mm-hmm. uh, Christian, Christian Bale, Bale, and Steve Carell is also in top. Oh, so Steve like that Carell. is just stacked. Wow. Okay. So, what are you guys' thoughts on this uh, financial crisis movie with all these stars in it? I mean, I I think it'll be good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like those kinds of movies. I do too. It's good for Hollywood to make those kinds of movies, right? Yeah, uh, I, but you know, don't expect a lot of money out of it. Okay, don't. Is this a prestige pick? Yeah, I, I think you could Absolutely. say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Adam McKay is he, he's getting into, you know, he's he's a comedy director, so now he's going to do something a little bit more. I listen. I'll put it this way: I have more faith in Adam McKay than David Dobkin, who who went from comedy to drama with the Judge last year, and, and it did right. not go well. No, yeah. no, except for Robert Duvall, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, let's let's segue wanna, to that there, real there, quick. There's a segue. So, there. so yeah, Oscar nominations. Robert Duvall got nominated. Um, yes. I, I thought that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was. I mean, he was good in the in in the Judge. I suppose I just did not really care for the movie. Um, but there was not there was no sixth best supporting actor contender who like there was no snub yesterday mentioning other uh, supporting actors. No, I guess not. I mean, I, I I think you could probably argue you could go from the snubs in the best actor and put Steve Carell in the supporting actor, which I think would kick Robert down. Uh, Robert down. Robert Duvall out. Sure, um, but he got in the lead, so they were right to gamble. Yeah. So there you go. So guys, just your immediate. I want to. Yeah. What you think, your Mark? Immediate uh, reactions to it, Mark. Um, my big thing was. And we're talking about all the categories? Yeah, yeah, sure. whatever you want to Anything discuss. that stands out. out. Lego Movie, whatever it was. Lego Movie, yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Um, Gone Girl should have got adapted screenplay. Um, yeah. I finally caught up on that movie, and yeah, the script is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else? Um, Night uh, Nightcrawler. 
yep. could have gotten more. Surprising um, with with its guild showings. Yeah, um, yeah, it had a lot of. I was bummed. That that was my biggest. I wanted Gyllenhaal so bad, and I wanted Nightcrawler so bad in there as best picture. I mean, I know it just. Well, okay, that was my take on it. So, uh, what, were, what were some other ones that just stood those out? Are, those are my main ones. Okay. Otherwise, you know, the best picture field is kind of expected. Yeah, yeah. I think the I'm best glad picture... Selma was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you think uh, keeping there... the director out of Selma was a big snub? Yeah, I, I did think so. Yeah, I thought that uh, Ava did a great job. Yeah, Ava um, did. Yeah, but uh, I, these things—it doesn't make sense. A, a lot of these don't make sense. It, it um, happens every year. I, I'm wondering what I, you guys take. Is this? I don't think that it makes the academy racist, though. I think I that's know. just a crazy leap to make. Yeah, there's a the, the academy's big, and there, there's a lot of different. I read a great article. I'm trying to remember it. It was Variety actually that was like kind of broke down some of the. This perhaps is why, and I think it was. Um, you know, you have a lot of different factions that look at the different movies and the demographics. The demographics, and, and so it and it was in regards to the Lego Movie actually that I was reading this. I think, and it was, uh, you know, it's like maybe the the sensibility of the Lego Movie. It's not your average animated movie like right. like How to Train Your Dragon two or or even yeah, uh, maybe the animation committee just didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, I mean, very CG heavy. It's very CG so. heavy, right? They like the sort of handmade animated stuff, which is why uh, Princess Kaguya and Song of the Sea both got in. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they do like stop motion, like the box trolls. I mean, I think that's also a, a sign of it's painstaking to do. I didn't realize, by the way, that Mike Jones wrote Princess Kaguya, the English hmm. translation. He got an Oscar nomination huh. yesterday. Who, Mike Jones used to be the festival uh, editor at Variety. He used to, oh, you know, nice. I used to work with him at Variety. I, I got an Oscar nomination yesterday. So he wrote it? Or he... D- did he get an Oscar? Wait, did he get an Oscar nomination, or does that go to the producers? I could be totally wrong. Here. Those are the producers. I mean, maybe maybe right. he's a producer from. He wrote the, the animated movie. Maybe he is not it could personally be a nominated. Too, I, I don't know. And that's maybe an, I misread that. that. That's a, it, like to get nominated for best picture animated. That's an Oscar. Just nomination. the fact that he just, was involved. Like yes. he's, he went on to, uh, to have a very successful screenwriting career, which yeah. I thought was cool. But okay. just on the whitewashing uh, of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, talk the, about that. The Academy is not sitting there thinking, okay, we need uh, a couple women. We need some black actors. Right. Like, and that's how we think about not, things. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to see diversity. And they're just, that blows my mind. Yeah. Like when people think like, oh, I'm voting for Bradley Huber because he's white. Yeah. You're not, <laughs> Sorry, you're David Yellow. I mean, you're I talking about so. a very white male organization anyway. So yeah. it, that's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's all I heard was like, you know, there were the jokes that came out there. Oh, it was a very good year for white people and the Academy Awards and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I get that joke and everything. But, you know. It's a different kind of thing happening. I don't, I don't know. Listen, Just... I, I don't want to tip my hand, but yeah, I've gone through this year's movies, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more possible black contenders. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's cyclical. What do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, last year, Twelve Years a Slave won Best Picture. Yeah. So yeah, it was a down year. There were we're talking, but we're talking about two snubs. We're talking about David Yellowo and Ava DuVernay. Yep. Yeah, it's, I don't think that you can draw too many conclusions from them not being included. Sure. So, well, let's go to the so Twelve Years a Slave won last year. What do you think? Do you think Selma has a very good chance, or is it no? What? No. Okay. No. There you go. I think I think the Oscars are actually over. I think all the awards are the eight major awards have been decided. Okay, and let's hear it. I want to hear your guys. I story. mean, I think Boyhood's going to win Picture and Director okay. and Supporting Actress. Yes. J.K. Simmons is going to win. Yes. Michael Keaton's going to win. Yes. Julianne Moore's going to win. Yes. Imitation Game's going to win Best Adapted, and Birdman's going to win Best Original. I think 
That's it. Like, it's over. And my Oscar pool is done. I'm going to listen to you. That sounds right. What did you right. think about any of those? I think, Mark, yeah. I think Linklater may not. You don't think he'll win for that? I think they're going to split picture and director. Interesting. Um, okay. Birdman is going to get more. Do you think Birdman's going to win Best Picture I don't and Linklater? Know. It could. I, I could. I think I could see that happening. You could actually. see Birdman winning Best Picture? Uh-huh. And, and Linklater getting the Best Director as the nod to that 12 years of filming and, and everything. Because I thought Birdman was a better movie than Boyhood. I love both movies, but Birdman just did it for me. Boyhood, is, uh, I think, was my number three pick of the year. But yeah, I, I could see Birdman winning if it because maybe it has more of the passion vote. Okay. I could see more people putting it number one, but I think it in general, Boyhood is liked more. It's way less divisive. Birdman's a divisive movie. Some people hate it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. My yeah. family hated it. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Wait, but Birdman or Boyhood? Birdman. Birdman. They'll probably hate Boyhood too. <laughs> I know a lot of yeah. I know a lot of people have hated Birdman. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so guys, you're out there on the live chat right now. I want to I want to see what are your picks? What do you think? You heard Jeff's picks and and Mark. He's, so he's saying Boyhood will win Best Picture and Director, I, I and just, you think they'll split. So director yeah. for Linklater. Who's your pick for, or who do you see possibly winning Best Picture? I go. I gotta go with Birdman. I think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I. Because I feel like Boyhood, for you know, say what you will about it, it is absolutely an achievement, uh, and I think that that is what the Academy will want the world to remember Hollywood by mm. this year. The only thing that, that annoys ex- me about Boyhood is take the kid out, put <laughs> different kids in um, to represent the different age groups, right. and it would have been a completely different movie. I'm with you a thousand percent. Yeah. Okay, so, so so does the gimmick deserve the all the attention? Because it's obvious he was he wasn't an actor. Yeah. I mean, this was somebody that they chose as a little kid, and then he goes through life, and that's great. I liked it. He didn't bother me that much. I mean, I, you could definitely see that the supporting actors around him were elevating his performance. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he so, felt natural, and you could, rela- you could relate to him. He felt like a real boy. He, he didn't feel like did. a movie boy. I was he talking did. to uh, DreamWorks yesterday, DreamWorks Animation, um, and, you know, normally animated movies take like three years or, yeah. or more to make, and, um, and they... The head of DreamWorks said, yeah, isn't it interesting? Now live action can uh, empathize with what we go through. This movie took mm-hmm. 12 years. So <laughs> There you go. Um, it was a funny point. Birdman, okay. I just um, – because that's also operating on a bit of a gimmick. Absolutely. Uh, given, And I think that that is where you're going to see the movie recognized is cinematography. And because it, it there's such great dialogue, screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just think – What do you remember more? Words. What would I remember? I mean – for Birdman? I have never seen a movie like Boyhood. Yeah. yeah. That's wholly original. And I yeah. think when people are voting, that is going to come into play. And, and another, like, I just, like, Hollywood patting itself on the back or, like, giving, act you know, movie, a movie about actors and writing and directing and... I don't know. Yeah. It seems too easy. Now, am I, am I right there was no editing nod for Birdman? Oh, is that true? Is that true? I missed that. Yeah, yesterday. I think so. Um... Well then, it's definitely not going to win. You have you have to have an editing nod, right? Isn't that what the Oscar? Well, I mean, tell us? I think I think the editing. If if I let me let me just find it real quick because the editing on that is very important because of that shot. That, sure. That, so I think that was a big snub, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, just, score. Just me. And it would have even had more nominations yesterday. Score was ineligible. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, its score was was Oscar worthy. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, listen, you're right. There's obviously a lot of support for Birdman. Maybe it's more of a race than, than I'm letting on. But to me, it feels kind of preordained and decided. Yeah. There were a lot of interesting things, though, yesterday. First time that we've had eight no- nominees for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It's always been, like, nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Cooper, three years in a row. That's right. Very rare. Mm-hmm. Silver Linings, American Hustle, and now American Sniper. That's right. Next I, year, I haven't American seen him. And that seemed like a big surprise for people. Now, we have a, a, a very weird character on this main show named Finstock, who is <laughs> uh, a great friend of mine, actually called this. He was like, no, this is going to happen. It has And surged. everybody went, nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. And guess what? So are, were you guys surprised about that? A little. Yeah. yeah. No, I Eastwood was. was interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think Clint would get in, but, and I did want to bring this up. Uh, Bennett Miller got in, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. I love Foxcatcher, but Foxcatcher didn't get nominated. Yeah. When do you see a director make the the top five best directors, but his picture is not one of the top eight best pictures? Yeah, that seems always so weird to me, and and vice versa, that mm-hmm. you know Selma goes in there and Ava's not in there. So like it just seems weird. So um, you guys have both seen American Sniper? Mm-hmm. Okay, and just meh. I mean, I've I thought heard it was a, fine. Man. I thought it was good. Bradley was good, you know, whatever. But it, it did not stand out. No, I thought. Yeah. I thought it was to me. It was disappointing because I had higher expectations for it. Yeah, it's the Bradley show. And it's the Bradley show. Okay, and is there any kind of political to this? I mean, it's a yes, absolutely. I think that that is why it has surged in, in recent weeks. It also ended up being, I suppose, the best war movie. I thought it was better than Unbroken, okay, uh, and better than Fury. Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I guess, yeah. Okay. And there are some incredibly intense sequences in it. I thought what American Sniper really needed was a strong number two. Because okay. the supporting cast is a little too forgettable. Mm-hmm. Okay. that's He needed, I, just, that movie could have won Best Picture. I thought, it, you know, if it had really hit all the right notes. Okay. But I don't think that it did. All right. So, well, that's that's some Oscar stuff. And we got the predictions. Do you guys want to talk about anything else? I guess we should talk about just for a little bit the Lego movie snub I know we touched on it but sure. this was the most surprising to me of, of, of all and I just wanted your take I know you guys said you're surprised we talked a little bit about like maybe the Academy didn't know how to place it because of the it's you know it's kookiness like, for lack of a better word so I mean is this just a complete screw up on their end it is really weird um, CG animation is still animation yep. so that movie was very difficult to produce mm-hmm. and to make. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's made a lot of money. Obviously, it has a fan base. Um, it it should have been in there. Absolutely. Sure. I, I agree. And I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. I loved it. And it's one of the biggest okay. surprises for me because when I heard a Lego movie is coming out, I'm like, how the hell are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. And for them to do it so well... It's and it made so much money, which is another thing that I always feel like the Academy looks at. Yeah, they do. And it's just not there. So uh, many I, people are like, "This I, is this is bullshit." So I, I would probably be up in arms, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel terrible. It's literally like maybe my number one movie of last year that I missed that I really regret. Hey, I never, I, I haven't I, seen Interstellar, so whatever you know. Here's why I think it may not have been nominated: is they may see it as an ad. For Legos, mm-hmm. okay, the one big branded entertainment, right? Commercial. A little too. Mm-hmm. So, well, that you bring that's that a great up. point, Mark. Yeah, Mark, and that's that's a little bit of your bread and butter, wouldn't you say? So, I want to hear a little bit about what 
Why would you say it's the the brand of of this movie for no, maybe not getting? Or how mad? important how are impo- brands becoming and, and product placement? Like yeah. you know, I yes. know you're the, you're the kind of guy who breaks these stories. Like uh, you know, Iron Man is going to be driving this car. Yeah. And, 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 and while some people are like, well, who cares what you know? I'm probably one of those people. Who cares what car Iron Man's driving? It's actually pretty important because these brands are giving a lot of money to the right. production. Well, here's just to back up a little. I yeah. love marketing, entertainment marketing, and it and it, and I love what brands are doing in entertainment. Every brand should be doing something in entertainment somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, their websites are all basically networks for themselves anyway. And the smart sure. ones get it. Red Bull, you know, GoPro are the best examples. Bud Light um, and Transformers 4. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the These movies, these giant tentpoles are so expensive to make now. Um, and even, you know, independent films too, it's hard to, to get the money. But so... A brand can come in and really give, put that project in front of a lot of people. Um, so a studio will spend about $50 million, $35, $50 million to market a movie. A brand can come in, one brand, and offer up $50 million on their own. That opens it up to a huge, huge, huge audience. So, yeah. um, so that's why I care. So, in um, general, it's the uh, electronics companies, the Samsungs, the smartphone makers. It's the car companies who have all the money. Um, yeah. yeah. And so that's why you'll see, you know, look at James Bond. Like, people know that he drives an Aston Martin. If he drives mm-hmm. anything else, it's like, wait, but he drives an <laughs> Aston Martin. So Audi came in and did that with Iron Man. They're like, no, we're going to create the Be the Hero car, and it's worked for them. It's paid off. Like, when they started doing those movies, their brand didn't really matter anymore here yeah. in the U.S. And ever since then, they've used movies um, – iRobot. They started with iRobot, actually, and created a car just for Will Smith to drive. Um, oh, yeah. And it blew up. Like, now they're one of the biggest car companies in in America, the biggest luxury brands. So. Do, do you feel like there's a line that, uh, that the creative side needs to take? Because I brought up Transformers 4. It seemed like it was in your face. Yeah. Every time you turn around, it's like, look at my new shiny right. thing or look at my boombox or look at Bud Light. It gets and, gross. Like, it definitely yeah. it gets gross. And... The, it needs to be handled the right way, mm-hmm. you know. Like ET and Reese's, yeah, that yeah. that's handled, that's the, handled right the right way. way. And and I would say Audi with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right. Care. I think that was handled the right. Transformers way. GM did a great job getting all their vehicles into the movie. Sure. Outside of that, I don't need to see any of the other stuff. Yeah, like, I, I agree. <laughs> so it's not like Pizza Hut and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I mean, there's a weird Dunkin' Donuts um, plug in Gone Girl, which. Oh yeah. There are no other brands in the entire movie other than Volvo. He drives a Volvo, which sure. makes sense. But there's a lot of you know cups. Interesting. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, so do you think Dunkin' Donuts had some money that they were giving them to they do that? They put in a little. There's licensing fees uh, sure. and product placement fees, yeah. and that helps offset production costs. I want to do just some quick hits uh, for the, like the last five minutes of the show. Let's do just it. Just get your opinions on stuff, guys. Yeah. John Krasinski in Talks to Star and Michael Bay's Thirteen Hours. Go. Weird. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. He's and- not a star. I, I've I just I don't think he's that a uh, movie star. Yeah, yeah. and and to go f- to a Michael Bay movie, which obviously does huge temples. And this was interesting. You were talking about how Tom Cruise was uh, in line to do it. So yes, guys, Tom Cruise passed on Thirteen Hours. Uh, you know, Pedro Pascal. You're going to start seeing a lot more of in movies. I think mm-hmm. he passed on Thirteen Hours. There were a lot of people, uh, and eventually, you know, they landed on John Krasinski. And while I am sort of interested in seeing him bulk up in sort of the same way we saw Chris Pratt do Zero Dark Thirty. Sure. Um, I'm with Mark in that I don't necessarily think that he's a movie star. I loved him as Jim on The Office, but mm-hmm. like something like Leatherheads and there's been a couple of other chances that I just, uh, what was it? The, the Gus Van Sant movie. He was actually oh, yeah. okay in that, but yeah, I mean up against Damon. 
Yeah, and the so... The Promised Land? Yeah, it... it, it, it see, could this make him a movie star? It could, if the movie's good. I mean, and that and that <laughs> is good material there. The yeah. Benghazi tale from Michael Bay, but, um... But, I mean, yeah. It was, it was Michael, Can Michael military Bay do movies, that? Military movies are hard, too, because everyone looks the same in them. Right. Like, once you, their heads are shaved and everything, it's right. like... Right. Uh, he's mm-hmm. going to get a goatee and, you know, beard and whatever, so... Yeah. He's, a, he's a big dude, though. Like, yeah. I could see him kind of being intimidating, so we'll see. Um, sure. Tom Cruise and Doug Liman re-teaming on Mina. And by the way, these are all brought to you by Justin Kroll of Variety. Hey, Justin Kroll, past <laughs> Good guest. week for you, Justin. Yeah, past guest on... Bastard. <laughs> I loved Edge of Tomorrow, so I'm excited to see what they do next. Me too. I mean, I I, I think I I'm so impressed with Doug Liman now. I mean, and Tom Cruise. Well, I always loved Tom Cruise, so I, I guess count I guess, me in. I guess Deadline did break the Tom Cruise thing. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, Deadline broke. It? Sorry, Justin. He's he still Whatever. had a good week. Um, but yeah, well, you know, this is Meet the Movie Press. We have to give credit where it's due. Sure. Um, I uh, I am excited for this, I suppose. But on the other hand, a lot of movies about drug running and dr- like it's just Hollywood kind of speaks out of both sides of its mouth and, and likes to glamorize drugs a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Then it probably sells. What? Yeah, oh, I know. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, real quick, Ansel Elgort and Baby Driver. Yeah. Edgar, Edgar yeah. Wright's new movie. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Marks different. Ed, anything I'm, Edgar Wright does, I'm in. Just period. And, and that was Justin. And that was Justin? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not Mark. You're like, I'm not an Ansel fan. Okay. Okay. So, well, I I'm a, I think we're all looking forward to Edgar Wright's next movie. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a little bit about it. I think it's going to be cool. Apparently, um, I, have, so. I hate every actor. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We have run out of time here. We have run out of time. So, Mark, th- take us home. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for always coming in to meet the movie press on Fridays. And uh, go ahead and go to iTunes. And, oh, guys, if there's some problems with your feed... Either your subscription through iTunes or whatever it is. We've been getting I was going to say, tweet at Mark. Don't, don't tweet yeah, at me because right? I don't know anything. Here's I- what you need to do. Just I, I know it sounds weird, but just subscribe again. Okay? Unsubscribe because there might be some – we had some issues a while ago. That might be it. Unsubscribe and then just go right back and subscribe, and that should do it. So no problems there, guys. Just like everything looks okay on our end. We're running smoothly. So just unsubscribe, then subscribe again. And then for all the rest of you guys, share with your friends. Subscribe. It keeps the lights on. Comment and do all that good stuff. Yep. And you can find us at uh, Meet the Movie Press uh, on the Popcorn Network on Facebook. Give it a like. Mark, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, Twitter at, uh, at Mark Razor. Yeah. Is there anything it, you want to plug? Anything you're working on? Yeah. Mm, not really. Not really. Okay. Not really. All right. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. Yes. Variety thank you very is, much. It's such a... a uh, legit and, and so reliable and it was great talking to you man guys, we, get the, we get the top journalists in town on the show uh, give Absolutely. my best to the gang over there uh, I'm gonna I'm at the at the Snyder. find me at the wrap and guys I'm gonna be missing next week's show I'll be at Sundance Ooh. Uh, we'll talk about that when I get back so Absolutely. it's all and, on you Mark and guys I am Riley Around at Riley Around editor in chief go visit schmoesno.com and guys we will see you next week Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.